Well, hello there again, Heather Carter. How are you, my friend? I am good. I tell you, you I'm up for some you. comfort today, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Ready for some comfort. Yeah. And, and, you know, having these conversations with you as we kind of record them out, I look forward to them every week and just kind of gives me the opportunity of both of us, I think, to just, you know, exchange our ideas and thoughts about things. And, and hopefully, you know, folks that are listening are kind of picking up on some of the stuff we're putting down and joining in the conversation and using, you know, using some of the stuff we're talking about. Cause I know I'm learning a lot in these conversations. Mm-hmm. Yep. And our, this uh, podcast, can I have a word with you? We, we kind of go through and pick out words that we, we both talk a lot about. And uh, interestingly, I think the word on uh, comfort today is going to bring on a lot of different types of um, conversations and directions. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, comfort's a comfort's an interesting word, right? It's it's uh, it is, and it, it's not always easy to find. You know, and then when you find it, what does it mean? So we'll we'll chat a little bit about that in this episode. And and um, you know, for those that are interested, right? We we uh, we love the support. Um, uh, HeatherCarterWrites.com. You can find out about her books. Uh, you know, Soul Selfie and Soul Selfie hashtag No Unfiltered. And- no filter. No and my mine is uh, above the chatter ourwordsmatter.com. So we, we both kind of spend a lot of time digging into words and what they mean and how to extract things and the meaning of life and all faith-based and you know kind of just staying on the path and staying on the journey together. So today we're gonna talk about comfort. And I jumped out and what I try to do is I try to find a verse that aligns with the word we're gonna talk about. And for so I'll start with that and then we'll kind of go back and forth here. To me, Psalms 94, 19. And when I was burdened with worries, you comforted me and made me feel secure. Mm. So I think a lot of times when we're uncomfortable or there's a discomfort in life, you know, we're seeking that. We just, we want to be comfortable, but that doesn't necessarily mean sitting back, you know, and just vegging out and doing nothing. Right. So let's talk a little bit about comfort and being uncomfortable as well. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, that first part about just being uncomfortable, there's so many things that we have to do that make us uncomfortable that we still need to do. So it's yeah. not necessarily um, something we need to avoid being uncomfortable. Sometimes that's how we grow. That's how we're stretched. It's how we get stronger is just by being uh, uncomfortable. It's how we get better. So there's, it's not necessarily a bad thing to be uncomfortable. I, I call it, I call it being in the stretch zone, Yeah. being in the stretch zone. So, you know, what does that really mean? I'm going to change this up real quick. Give us a different view. There we go. So to me, it's the stretch zone. It's, it's where the magic happens. If we can get in there with a mindset that being uncomfortable means being new at being new at something uncomfortable oftentimes to me means I don't know how to do something or I don't know the steps to take or I don't know what the outcome will be or I'm in an unfamiliar situation or setting. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah. You can sit in that discomfort and learn some things. I think none of us like to be uncomfortable, which is what prompts us to take the necessary steps to move forward Um, it's important also to think about where we get our comfort and we'll probably talk about that in a few minutes here, because there's a lot of good ways to 
get comfort and a lot of harmful ways that we use to ease our discomfort. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. we don't grow without having some sense of uncomfortableness sometimes. Yeah. You know, and we talk sometimes about, about sports analogies or, or certain things and, or even music analogies, right? And if you think if, if you've practiced a piece of music enough times, you get to a point where you go from learning the music or learning the steps or learning the process to immersing yourself into it to turn it into something more. But we always talk to music about that first read when the music is passed out and everyone in the band or the orchestra has it and has never seen it before. That's the first time you will only see something for the first time. And that's for all the musicians out there. No, that's called sight reading. And so you are in a very uh, vulnerable place where you have to let, you know, your fingers or, you know, your arms in the stringing or if you're a drummer, your wrists and whatever, you know, parts you're going to be playing. You have to let them just flow with that music and trust that you've done some preparation. Now, I think everyone has as a different level of their willingness to be uncomfortable. And, and we can probably talk more about that as well. But I just think from a, from a, from just a mindset perspective, when you do something for the first time and you're willing to do it, and Heather, give me some feedback on that, mm -hmm. that it is going to be a place of less comfort until you learn or think about wanting to be in a place where you're constantly doing something that is uncomfortable or, yeah. new or a challenge. Yeah. Well, I, I think in my life, I have so many, I so much, uh, try to avoid being uncomfortable that I get myself into, you know, I find ways to get out of it that aren't always as healthy. You know, I don't, maybe I'm sad and that's uncomfortable, or maybe I'm, um, feeling insecure and that's uncomfortable. And I just, everything in my being is uncomfortable and wants to get out of that somehow. So there have been times where I turn, well, you know what, I'm just going to watch this. I'm just going to binge watch a Netflix show, or I'm going to have a glass of wine, or I'm going to eat a bowl of ice cream, or I do things that are not, I'm not willing to just sit in that discomfort and let God do what he's going to do. I'm yeah. trying to stop it. I just need to do whatever it takes to stop feeling that sense of restlessness and anxiety or whatever comes with that discomfort. But sometimes God needs us to sit there so he can have some silence, some stillness to answer us in that. Sometimes our dealing with it is, is masking it. Right. And mm -hmm. just reality, not right, wrong, indifferent, not, you know, oh my God, you should never do that. But a lot of this is, a, is awareness, right? So if you're going to an alternative, um, and it's okay, because sometimes facing it, the timing's not right, or, or stepping into that uncomfortable situation is, isn't right. But when we, when we replace by not only escaping, but we look to maybe mask or do something that, that we hope will make that uncomfort go away, um, I don't know about you. You tell me what you think about this. When I'm on the other side of when I was uncomfortable and I did step and get some bruises and get some knocks but when i'm on the other side of it and it's kind of in the rearview mirror and maybe now i have more knowledge about the situation i had the conversation that was difficult that man it kept me up at night but i finally had it there's a there's a sense of maybe another word we're going to talk about in a future episode of of being um 
being okay, feeling better, uh, uh, making, but, but feeling better in a way that you, you took a step towards that resolution. Right. It gives you that sense of really, um, peace and contentment and also just being proud of yourself that you did it anyway. You know, I have a, you know, being uncomfortable can also be translated that you're afraid of something. It feels like fear and we, and I don't like to feel afraid. And sometimes I have to do things that make, that I'm afraid of doing. And my friend always says to me, she said, then you know, I'll say, I can't do it. I'm scared. She's like, then do it afraid. Do it afraid. It's okay. Sometimes yeah. you still got to do it. Sometimes it's uncomfortable and it's painful, but you know, you have to do it. And so you just, you do it afraid. You well, say your prayers, you give it to God and you do it anyway. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of um, the two ways that I've looked at fear. I actually did this in my Ted talk um, that you can look at words a lot of different ways and you can look at the situation. And then, you know me, I write these words silly vertically. And fear, when, when we're in a place where there's doubt associated with fear, to me, it's it became fail every attempt regardless. Like you almost step into an uncomfortable or you don't want to step into an uncomfortable situation because you have that perspective of what the outcome's going to be before you start. Now, can we flip that? Can we learn to not everything fearful, but something that that, that might be something we're procrastinating against because we don't like think we know what the outcome is going to be. So I don't, I don't mean fear like in hurtful fear, but fear could also say, I'm going to teach myself that fear actually fuels energy and resilience. Just another way to look at a situation where we might be hesitating. And then you kind of look for that zone of uncomfort a little mm -hmm. bit more, especially when you said, Hey, I did that one time when I was fearful, we stepped through. So can I figure out a way when I'm uncomfortable to be comfortable, uncomfortable and push through. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So let's take this a different direction. Cause this is kind of when we, we throw out these words to each other and we don't always know exactly what, what they're going to look like when we start unpacking them. But the thing that uh, I love about this word is really this word and the word comfort is the primary reason that I continue, that I write my blog, that I started writing my blog and that I continue. And that is, you know, my, the verse that I love is second um, Corinthians one, four, it says, you know, the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we can comfort others with the same comfort that we are given by God. That's a yeah, very, tell me more about that. Give me that's example. a very poor, translation of a, a no, really but that's a real life situation there i mean because we might be a parent right that has a child or or a brother or sister or a parent that we might see that we can come and comfort so give me an example there tell me a little bit more about that uh well it you know that my translation of that verse is you go through what you go through so you can help others get through what you went through okay wow and that's why i write is that I went through some pretty terrible stuff. I had leukemia. I went through some family addiction stuff that we were dealing with. And that all of this went through some betrayal of friends and all of this happened kind of around the same time. I still look back. I, I get tired just thinking about those days. I, I don't know how I made it other. Well, I know it was only God that I made it through without going literally just 
insane. But what I, the reason I write my blog is that I know that God can redeem my story if I share what I went through and how he brought me through it with others, even if I'm just a few days ahead of where they are. You know, I might not be all better. And that's the other thing is that, you know, if your disease is leukemia or if your disease is addiction or your disease is um, you're a control freak or codependent or you're fearful or you're anxious, you may not be the healthiest person out there, but you might be this much better than that person who needs to know that there's hope for them to keep going. The ultimate sacrifice in my faith, you know, that Jesus died for us to relieve us of our sins is really an example of, I think, what he wants us to do in coming through something is to help others go through their challenge and in no way to celebrate that their challenge, you know, is is similar to what we went through. And yeah, good for them that they're feeling the same. I totally, totally the opposite of that and totally exactly what you said. When can I see, can I train myself? Can I start looking for opportunities when I've had a struggle that I'm either working on or like you said, maybe a one lap around the track ahead of someone that I can, I can reach over and do something that helps that person get some comfort that they're yeah. not alone. You know, when I went in the hospital with leukemia, um, there were two people that were about my age that had gone in about a month before me and they were still in for their 30 day induction period of chemo. And they each individually came in my room and said, I know how you feel. Mm. I know exactly how you feel. Cause I was, you know, I was just ha celebrating on new year's day. And the next thing I know was in the hospital and the other guy, he actually, my friend Lanny, he ended up passing, but he wrote a song called leukemia for Christmas. Cause he got it on Christmas and all of us, it just disrupts your life so immediately. But the fact that they came in and shared with me that they knew how I felt and I trusted that they knew the, um, what had just happened to my life being flipped upside down. No one else could have comforted me in that same way. So it's really, if you are listening and you have anything you're struggling with, instead of just living in that self-pity and feeling sorry for yourself, you know, look around you. There are people that need to hear that they're not alone in their struggles and that there's hope. Yeah. That's what we're here for. And that's what Bruce and I do these you know, we could just sit around and talk to each other, but we're trying to share it with other people because we know that someone else needs to hear some hope in their lives. Yeah. And, you know, that, that life isn't soft pillows and, mm -hmm. you know, she like it's all the time and being uncomfortable, being in a place that's uncomfortable mm -hmm. is, is a, the only place that I've ever really felt like I've grown and stretched. And I've oftentimes mm -hmm. been forced there. Um, I don't often choose it, but if there's a time where I say, look, I want to be new at something, right? Well, we talked about that. Then step in and encourage, that encourages others around you that said, really, you decided to learn ukulele or you decided mm -hmm. to throw darts or whatever that is. And you go, yeah, I did. You know, I've always wanted to, you know, start canoeing or I've always wanted to, you know, whatever that is, they see your example as well mm -hmm. of looking for spaces where you are stretched. And then when you're stretched, you can reach out and help comfort someone else. Yeah. Well, both you and I, you know, address a lot of the these words related to comfort. Uh, so I encourage people to check those out on our 
books or on our websites. But Bruce, why don't you kind of lead us out with giving your uh, acrostic of Absolutely. comfort? Yeah, so comfort. Every you know, but we write the word vertically. We just use the letters of the word to define the meaning of the word and maybe it'll blossom. And I encourage folks to take comfort and write their own version of it as well. This is just, I don't have a monopoly on this. It's just a, sort of a gift that uh, it comes to me. So comfort, right? So the C in comfort, confidently calm. Try to find a space where you're calm and you kind of have your shoulders back and your chin up and you're inhaling and exhaling. You go, you know, okay, I'm, I'm okay. Just confident and calm. I think calm is the key to that. The, the O is outside of the outcome. So when you're starting something that you that's new or a new challenge and you don't know the outcome or you're not great at it or you don't control the outcome, maybe it's a medical thing or a relationship thing, step out of the outcome focus and just step into the process. So outside of the outcome can help create comfort. You're not pressing to do whatever the result is. You're just in this in the moment and you're in the space. OK, the M is mindfully motivated. Um, one of the key uh, lessons that, that I was taught recently was one of the ways to build motivation and to build confidence is to make a small promise to yourself and keep it. Like I'm going to read some pages. I'm going to um, walk a quarter mile today. I'm going to eat healthier today. And you keep that promise. So you're mindful about that motivation. That is one of your drivers to being comfortable in a situation when you're uncomfortable. The F in comfort is focused, not festering. Um, pick something you can do versus listing the things you can't. I would say, and break that down any other way you want to, the things that are possibilities versus the things that you can do later. Focus on not festering. Focus, not festering. The uh, O is being okay with being okay. It's not always going to be perfect. You know, it's not always going to be the, the perfect podcast, right? It's not always going to be, you know, we're talking. Well, maybe, to you know, ours is usually. Close ours, right? to it. You know, ohms <laughs> and ahs and, and those kind of things. And, you know, are we, uh, you know, but so being okay with exactly where you are, which is probably okay. It may not be perfect or excellent, but it might be, you know, one step forward is one step better. The R is um, resilient repeatedly. So one try may not get it. Mm. So just continue to be resilient um, without quitting. Just resilient repeatedly over mm. and over. And then the T in comfort is uh, tackling the tension, finding a way to let it go. And I think maybe some of the letters that we've gone through in, in, in comfort, uh, you know, helps us kind of release that tension a little bit, because if we do believe that there's a greater plan and a greater planner out there for us, for our lives, then we're really, yes, focused on things we need to do, but we're not driving the bus. And I think that also gives comfort when we know there's a larger plan uh, of greatness for us. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I hope you guys will join us next time. We're going to uh, unpack the word content. And hopefully, you know, between last week, us talking about surrender and then comfort that we can lead you to some solution and some contentment, you know, ideas about how to get there and um, yeah. ways that we've done that or struggle. Usually for me, it's ways I struggle with doing it. And I always learn things the hard way, um, unfortunately. <laughs> so, well, you know, we're all, we're, I hope everyone that's listening knows that we're all we're all on our journeys. 
Yeah. Uh, this isn't like we've finished the race and we're just kind of throwing stuff back at folks. No, we're, we're, we do the, I personally, I know, and I think with our conversations, you as well, these are things that we are addressing and facing in our lives every day. And that's why we wanted to come on here and keep this mm-hmm. kind of, you know, unfiltered, right. And, and, yeah. and unedited and just, you know, we're in this together guys. And uh, so hopefully this, uh, this gives us a little bit of comfort. I know it's given me some things to think about during the week. So we look forward to seeing everybody next week. All right. See you guys. Thanks everybody.